Always a pleasure to welcome him back on the program, Demetrius Nichols on the block, ESPN Radio. Mr. Nichols, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. I love the Jimi Hendrix in the background. I there love you go. it. This for you, man. I love it. I love it. This for you, yes, man. Yes, sir. It's good to hear your voice. There's a lot going on. So, how's life? How, how are things going right now as uh, we come out of life in quarantine and actually kind of get back to life a little bit here? Well, like you said, it's 84 degrees outside. The sun is shining. No clouds in the sky. It's you know, it's a great day. Uh, just getting for the weekend and obviously getting ready for the TBT tournament coming up in the next two weeks. So I'm getting my mind ready, but also getting my body ready also. So. So far, so good. Let's start there, Demetrius, because I know that you ran into some injury issues in recent years, but uh, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I, I hurt my hamstring a little bit uh, last week, but I'm healing up. Uh, I'm going to PT. Obviously, last year I had surgery on my ankle. That's why I didn't play in the TBT games last year, but I'm excited to play. I took a year off, and... I'm looking forward to competing, uh, not only competing, but hopefully winning some money and just uh, just getting back out there on the floor and playing basketball. This is a pretty loaded squad that uh, you are going to take to Columbus, and I know there's been some great talent on TBT teams, Bayheim's Army and otherwise, that you've run into and been a part of in recent years, but... When you look at four first-round NBA draft picks, some young blood in there with veterans such as yourself and Eric Devendorf, you had a Tyler Lydon to the mix, you had a Malachi Richardson to the mix, John Gillen comes back, a sharpshooter to go along with a sharpshooter such as yourself and Andrew White. I mean, this is a, it seems not only a, a talented team, Demetrius, but a balanced team. It seems like you, you kind of check all the boxes you need in a tournament like this. Yeah, and you said it. We have a bunch of... Older guys mixed with a bunch of young guys, first rounders, guys that are still young, athletic, you know, guys that can dunk and stuff like that. Uh, you know, but I think the key guy is is Brandon Trish. You know, he didn't play last year, and that was the guy that the Bayhams Army teams missed. So I'm glad that he's going to be playing with us this year. He's a big piece of our puzzle. Uh, he's a floor general. He knows how to make the right plays, but but he's smart. He has a great great basketball IQ, um, I think we have a chance. I think it all depends on, obviously, toughness, IQ. We have good size. But most importantly, we need people to knock down shots and make plays. And that's and it's going to come down to that in the last five minutes of the game. So the sooner we could have some type of chemistry, the better for us during those couple of weeks. And those last five minutes, of course, is when the Elam ending comes into play. And I'm always fascinated by that strategy. It seems like the past couple of years, you get used to it. Now you know it, and you can anticipate and plan for it. So what's it been like to see that evolve? And I think it's pretty popular. They actually did a version of it at the NBA All-Star Game. And even though it it came down to free throws, I think people kind of enjoyed a different way to end the game. And, and those that have been watching and playing in TBT have been like, hey, where you been? We've been doing this the past few years. It's been great. I didn't like it in the beginning, but after I made the shot two years ago, I actually enjoyed it. And you said it last year. <laughs> and you said it last year. They used it in the NBA All Star Game, and they had the most competitive type of basketball for an All Star Game in the past ten years. You know, everybody enjoyed it. It keeps the players on their seats or or on their heels, the fans, the coaches. It keeps everybody kind of in the game because. The game is never over, you know, so the team that is losing 
can actually potentially come back and win the game. So it's a very unique uh, strategy and game plan, and I don't see it going anywhere. Um, I, and I see it eventually maybe going into college or maybe going into the NBA real games during the season. Number three seed for Bayheim's Army. You'll play your first game July 7th against the winner of Heartfire and Men of Mackey. And it's going to be a unique experience, to say the least, given everything with COVID-19 and the isolation and the testing, as we'll get to here shortly, Demetrius. But it's also going to be unique from a basketball standpoint because there's only 24 teams in this thing. And even... Bayheim's Army saw last year with We Are D3 and some teams that have come along. It doesn't matter what round it is. There's no easy games in this thing. But this year, with only 24 teams, I think that gets a little bit more emphasized here. So right from the get-go, you're going to have to be ready. What's it going to be like to prepare for a shortened field and what will certainly be a, a much more competitive field? For sure, I agree. So the first round, obviously, we have a bye. And we're going to play the winner out of Team uh, Men of Mackey or Hartfire. And both of these teams are pretty, pretty good. Uh, Men of Mackey, obviously, it's a Purdue alumni. They have a bunch of 6'5", between 6'8", six, six, guys. They also have a 7-footer that is pretty good. These guys play together. They know each other, kind of like us. And, and I think I would assume that they have some type of chemistry. They play in a Big Ten conference, so I expect them to play a lot of half-court basketball, kind of slow it down, which can be to our advantage because we're more of a high-paced type of team. But they also have a, a great scorer in uh, Frank Gaines, who dominated the Italian League two years ago when I played. Uh, he averaged about 25 in Italy. In the hard fire, I think this is one of the most talented teams that a lot of people are not talking about. They have guys like Mark Lawrence, uh, Quincy Miller, Latavius Williams, all these guys I've played against in Europe. These guys play high-level basketball in Europe. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to win when that first game, and that will determine you know who we play and how we and how we prepare. But I think a hard fire is going to you know come out with a victory versus Men of Mackey because they're just more talented more athletic, and they play high-quality basketball. Now, speaking of preparation, usually what happens, Demetrius, this has been a, a cool thing over the past few years. It's almost been like a, a Syracuse basketball summer convention every year. The players will, will come back to town. You'll practice at the Mellow Center. You will uh, scrimmage against the current members of the basketball team and then get ready to play. And, and, and last year, you didn't have to go far because uh, the games were at OCC. A little bit of a different circumstance this year. How is it going to work in terms of practice getting together and actually preparing to get those first games in? Do you meet in Columbus and go from there, or how how's it going to work? So what we have, so what we have now is we have a group chat of all the guys, coaches, GMs, and we just communicate constantly all day, just making sure guys are doing everything they have to do, whether it's working out, whether they're eating right. Are they running? You know, you know, how are they staying in shape? Because, like you said, it's a very difficult time right now with no access to any gyms. You know, some guys can go to the local parks, or some guys can hire their own trainers and such and such. So, we are going to meet up in Columbus. I think five days before our first game, and that's going to give us hopefully enough time for us to talk and bond in person and try to go over some strategies, whether it's in the hotel in the lobby 
or we have some gym time once we touch down. But right now, I feel like the team who's going to win this thing is a team who is in the best who is in the best shape. A lot of these guys are not going to be in shape, but I do know the guys that I talk to in the group chat. Uh, I think we're ready. I think we're taking it very, very seriously, and you know, time will tell. But it's good. But it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting for sure because you're going to isolate and quarantine and and be focused on basketball in Columbus. The NBA guys get Disney. I mean, nothing against Columbus, but I think they got a, they, they got a better gig than you guys there. But it's a Who unique. Who doesn't cir- love Mickey Mouse? <laughs> <laughs> it's a unique circumstance, though, Demetrius, because boy, like that's all you're going to be doing is basketball. There's going to be a real focus on this, and that's all you can do, really, because that's what you're going to do. The hotel is only a couple blocks away from the arena. It's where the Columbus Blue Jackets play in the NHL. So tell us about that procedure, the testing, the isolation, and once you're actually boots on the ground in Columbus, how it's going to work. Yeah. Well, for me personally, because I've played in Europe for the past 12, 13 years, I'm kind of used to the whole isolation type of lifestyle because I'm usually, if I'm not uh, in the gym or in the training room getting treatment or in a hotel room, I'm at home. And that's what, you know, like I was able to adjust once this whole COVID-19 started because I'm used to being home with my family and friends. So it's going to be interesting, but the most important thing that a lot of people are not talking about is that we're not going to have any fans. So I'm not sure if you played basketball or not, but it's like playing playing five-on-five in an empty gym for some money. Guys are going to have to find their own energy. So that's going to be interesting. You may hear a lot of talks out there, a lot of curse words and stuff <laughs> like that, because usually the fans are kind of, kind of you know, have the most, or have the loudest voice in the stadium. But having no fans, it's going to be interesting to see how who's going to find their energy and who can want to get out there and play and compete because I haven't played in a year. So I can only speak for myself. It's interesting how sports can kind of get people back to a feeling of normalcy. I don't think normal is the right word to use because we're just kind of a unique circumstance. But sports has its place there, and you're going to be one of the first things back out there amongst you know, look, NASCAR's back, golf is back, soccer's back. There's things trickling back here. But uh, as you mentioned, ESPN in some form on one of their networks is going to carry all the games here. So what a unique opportunity you have there and to get people back in the flow of sports. And it starts on the 4th of July, so uh, that'll be great uh, for people to have something to do other than you know, watch fireworks and do the usual stuff. The sports is right. in a unique circumstance right now, and to see basketball back, as you put it, uh, it, it, it's encouraging one way or the other, and, and we hope everything goes safely and the way it should on, on that note. Now, to change the topics a little bit, Demetrius, I wanted to ask you, I, I came across this in my internet travels, and I really enjoy the conversation you had with a, a friend of ours, Kate Calloway from, from Spectrum, about everything that's going on in the world right now, particularly athletes speaking up about Black Lives Matter, the protests that are out there, and, and these conversations <laughs> That are out there. So I just kind of wanted to give you the floor and, and get your perspective on that and, and where athletes have this real opportunity to have a, a platform to speak out and, and make change. How do you see all this going down? Yeah, well, it's important. You know, you know, our voice is very, very important. I think everybody's voice is important. Your voice is important. So the more people talk about it, hopefully the more steps we will all take 
to make some type of change. And uh, it's just a, you know, like you said, like it's unfortunate that we're still going through these type of issues uh, still in 2020, but something, you know, things need to change. And, and it's obvious that the elephant is in the room. And now it's time for the elephant to look at himself and say, oh, hey, you know what? What can I do better? You know, and it's up to everybody else to say, hey, how can I become a better citizen? What do I need to do to become a better citizen? And if we can look ourselves all in the mirror before we go to bed at night and ask us and ask ourselves that question, um, I think we'll have a better world and a better country. I think sports provides a model there, too, Demetrius, because look at the unique dynamics of a locker room. Look at your, your Bayheim's Army team. You have different races. You have different backgrounds. You have different people coming together for a common cause. Now, it's it's a different circumstance that you all know each other, and there's a brotherhood, and there's a real sense of community there being all Syracuse players, of course. But think of the teams you've been on in the past and how everybody, despite their differences, had to put that aside and work towards a common goal. Doesn't that kind of sound right. like what we need to do in life right no, now? For sure. You know, sports is everything. Like, honestly, can we imagine if we didn't have college sports college football, college basketball, baseball, like, can you imagine what this country would look like if we didn't, you know, and it, and it, and like you said, it brings everybody together, whether you're black, white, Chinese, Indian, whatever, like it brings all, so it's a big melting pot of people watching, entertaining and and it just brings people together just for that two three hours, and it brings some type of peace. And if we can do that when we leave the arena, or if we or we leave the field and have that same unity, we'll be unstoppable as a country. Obviously, like I'm not a you know like I'm not talking politics, but I'm just saying we will be unstoppable because we'll have each other's back, and that's what. Uh, we all need. Well, and it's not just the, those in the locker room. Think of 35,000 people at a Syracuse basketball game. And when it's at its peak, sure. you know, you've got a lot of people that don't agree on politics, don't agree on a number of things, but they agreed that we're here to watch a basketball game. So if we can do that, maybe we can apply mm-hmm. it to, to other walks of life. And hopefully uh, we'll continue to have those conversations and make some real tangible progress here. In the meantime, Demetrius, it's great to hear your voice. I'm sure we'll catch up before you guys get on the court, but uh, we're excited. Bayheim's Army and TBT is on the way, and we hope everything goes as smoothly as can be under trying circumstances, but we're thrilled to hear you guys are going to get back out there and, and make a run at it. And uh, thanks for your time today, as always, my friend. We'll catch up soon. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure having, uh, having a conversation with you. Our friend Mike Waters writing this on Syracuse.com today. Syracuse putting out a release today informing us that you, yes you, can own a piece of the Carrier Dome. Specifically the old Carrier Dome bubble roof. Now, that roller coaster thing, I'm still getting used to it. Today, I came up 690 from the west side of town for the first time in a while. I had not been on that side of town and made that drive on 690 where you're kind of coming into the city and you just got this clear view of the dome, right? Like you take that for granted. That's been the view for people that commute that way every day. Maybe you're driving in that very spot right now. I come in from the east to come here to the Galaxy Media 
headquarters in downtown Syracuse. And I, I don't really have a good view of the dome from there. I can see it, but it's it's not the when you're coming from the west into the city. And it really hit me today. I'm like, that just that's weird. It, it I got to get used to that. There was just a, a a poetry, a romance about either that or the best is when you're coming up 81. When you're coming up 81, just past Tully, heading towards Lafayette and the Onondaga Nation, and it just comes into like the old majestic dome on the hill, right? The city on a hill, and you're just like, ah, there it is. You know you're home after a long trip or whatever the case may be. It was always a beautiful sight, particularly on a day like today. It's a gorgeous, clear day, almost not a cloud-in-the-sky type of day. So either up 81, 690, whatever the case may be, and you just see the, the dome. There's just this identifying mark of, of Syracuse, New York. It's different now. It's the roller coaster. So if you have the twinge of nostalgia and want to own a piece of the Carrier Dome, Syracuse announcing today that the bubble roof is for sale. The university working with Collectible Exchange, a company owned by a Syracuse alum, Brandon Steiner, to sell you pieces of the dome. They are framed pieces in various sizes, some coming with photos of the Carrier Dome, while others have the school logo. Prices range anywhere from $49.44, there you go, to $299. Now, this is great. This is fantastic. I think this is a, as unique a gift as you can get to own an old piece of the dome. But we were wondering if there are some other dome experiences considering the renovation going on that are up for bid or sale. So, voice guy, let's do this thing. Number six. Uh, can Paulie Sibilia come engineer a broadcast in my house? No, that's not real. That's I'm kidding. Number six. And who would want that anyway? Uh, what about the cups? I'm wondering about the cups now. John Wildhack told us on this show last week that it is still technically the Carrier Dome. So the, my dome foam cup, it's going to have that old school dome logo on it, right? Or is it going to be the roller coaster logo? I'm wondering about the cups. We're still going to have those clear beer cups with the old school dome logo on it. Number five. What about the crane? I know I can't have the crane itself, but do we still have Walt the Crane merchandise? Do we have little Walt the Crane bobbleheads? Do we have Walt the Crane t-shirts? Do we have Walt the Crane I'm thinking of that great scene from Spaceballs. Spaceballs, the T-shirt. Spaceballs, the breakfast cereal. Do we have a Walt the Crane flamethrower? Spaceballs, the flamethrower. I still want my Walt merchandise, even though Walt is no longer with us here in Syracuse. Number four. Is there still a way that when we, because it's no longer a pressurized situation with the dome roof, right? You go through the airlock and... One of the great experiences of going to the Carrier Dome is you get blown out of the building after an event there. That's no longer going to be the case with the fixed roof. Is there still a blow-me-out-of-the-dome experience I can get? Is there an exit I can get, like a powerful fan of some sort, maybe an usher that's there to shove me out of the dome? You have my permission to do that. I'm still, I still need that experience somehow of Number three. being almost magically flown out of the dome. That was always fun. Uh, while you've been renovating the place, did you find any old guitar picks from Bruce Springsteen or Prince or any of the great shows? 
that have been in the dome. Did we find anything that somebody lost over the years that would be of value that maybe I could put a bid on, particularly if it's from Bruce Springsteen? Number two. Now, when they gutted the place, it's not just the roof. They gutted a lot of the lower sections, of course, and in doing that found some of the things under the what would be the, the, you know, the field and the floor, including the old court. Old school, back in the 80s, court was still buried under there. Can I bid on that thing? It's probably not in the greatest shape in the world, but one of the cool things they did downtown here in Syracuse at uh, Shaughnessy, shout out to our friends over there, is they took the old floor that the Syracuse Nationals played on. It was just sitting in the War Memorial, and they actually made that the floor of the bar at Shaughnessy's and the old center court logo, and you can see it, and you're kind of living and breathing history. What about that old dome court? Can we chop that up and sell that, or can I just can I put in a bid on that? Hundred dollars coming your way, Cuse. Number one. Don't spell it all. Uh, don't spend it all in one place. Uh, will the will the troughs be for sale? They're renovating the bathrooms, right? I don't know if the, if we're still going trough or if we're going to go individual urinal going forward here. But think about how unique that would be in your man cave if you could have a functioning trough. Just, just, just think about this for a second here. That just the, the true Syracuse at home experience. I bet you you could get it real cheap too. Just, just wondering. No, no, you don't. No. Just, just trying to give you options here, people. Seriously, do we find like an old Bruce Springsteen bandana? Of did he leave a uh, uh, one of back in the eighties? Remember that look he had with like the jean jacket? Did he did he leave one of those in the dressing rooms that you found? We always find stuff when we clean out the basement and clean out our house, spring cleaning. They're like gutting that entire building. There's got to be some cool stuff that they found. Come on, Pete Sala, let's talk. Let me know.